and welcome to the Caring Congregation podcast, where we seek to educate and equip pastors and congregational care ministers to develop and implement congregational care ministry. We also provide ongoing training and resources to existing care ministries. I'm Reverend Melissa Collier-Gepford. And I'm Reverend Joy Dister-Dominguez. And today we are kicking off a brand new season. We are so excited to talk about caring for kids and their grownups. Joy, I am so yes. glad that you're with me today to talk about this as a new mom. Yes, yes. I'm excited to enter into this new world. <laughs> I know, I know. There's so there's so much um, out there to talk about mm-hmm. with um, with caring for kids specifically, um, their brain development, and yeah. and all of the issues that intersect directly with young people. And so um, we're very aware for for those who are listening. We're very aware. Like this season is not going to encompass every possible scenario with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we started to like dive into our interviews with folks, we realized, wow, this is going to be this material is going to be more and more and more than just one season. So um, don't worry. Uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to have like multiple seasons on kids yes. and youth and young adults as we go along. There's just so much material there. So so Joy, tell me a little bit about um, the folks that you got to interview this season and um, give us kind of a foretaste of what, what what's going to be in this season. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, One of the people I spoke with is Reverend Dr. Leanne Hadley. And uh, Leanne is uh, an ordained clergy person. She's currently serving in Louisville, Kentucky. And she's like the guru of children's spirituality. I just want to like sit at her feet. Like I could talk to her for hours. She made the joke. She's like, we should just go on a retreat. Like we should just talk, you know, and there's so much oh, to in. talk about. I'm yes. She's, she's amazing. So we did narrow down our conversation because we could have talked about, oh my gosh, so many things, but we talked about holy listening stones. And this is a concept that she designed years and years ago. And so she shares where this idea came from. And the thing I love about Leanne, she has this deep spiritual connection to God and this 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 way that she understands children's spirituality mm. and she honors the holy in every person and especially every child and then she wants us as the church to recognize that she wants parents and guardians to see that and to honor that. And so she invites us to come alongside her to see how how we can have a conversation with children and that children have big feelings and children are experiencing so much right now. Um, She talks about unfocused anxiety Mm. and that we are all in survival mode right now. And she puts so many words to what I've been feeling and what I've been feeling for our children and our church, our our, our guardians, that um, our caretakers, our teachers, our healthcare workers. Like there's so much uh, anxiety going on, and our children are picking up on that. So we have a really great conversation about how we can have uh, how we can listen to our children. Um, you know, our children are learning words that um, obviously as adults, we know we have and we understand, but our children don't, but they still have these feelings. 
And so we talk about these holy listening stones that she created years ago and how it creates a sacred and holy space to have these conversations. So it's, it's really it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've run, in, I've run into uh, Dr. Leanne Hadley's work in, in my day job as well. So my ministry um, beyond this, uh, the caring congregation is, is to do, to resource kids and youth workers um, in the church. And I love to share Reverend Dr. Leanne Hadley's um, work. It's just so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was doing things um, like virtual children's messages and mm-hmm. other resourcing like that, that was really, really helpful um, at the very beginning of COVID. But she was doing that long before COVID even. Yes. And yes. so she's just, she, I've I've not met her, but I'm so excited to look into that podcast because um, just, I, I think she just can see things beyond mm-hmm. the current mm-hmm. reality and see into the future what what yeah. is the next thing that we can do and how yes. we support kids and their families and their grownups. And mm-hmm. um, I've just, I have loved being able to share her resources with mm-hmm. other kids and youth workers um, yeah. in, in the Great Plains Conference. She's just, I'm so excited to hear that episode. Yeah. She's very innovative. Yeah. Very innovative. She, she made the joke. Um, I, I don't remember if we were recording at this time, but she goes, you know, Joy, I'm a horrible business person. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, you know, my friends, they get on me. Like I give all these resources away for free. And she's like, I just want people to use them. She's like, I know I could have done marketing and I could have done all these things. and I could have made more money on this stuff. And she's like, but I don't, I don't do it for that. Like I want parents to use this. I want youth workers and pastors and children's ministers. I want them to use this material. And I'm like, you know, Leanne, that's, be- that's because your heart is like so, like you're so connected to God and you just, you have a heart of gold. And I just, oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great episode. Great. Well, we've benefited from her resourcing. I hope she yes. hears this because her yes. work has, has been really, really meaningful and yeah. um, inspirational in Kansas and Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So two other podcasts that I recorded that I want to mention, I'm really excited about. These are really hard, hard podcasts to record, but I talked with Reverend DeAndrea Dare and Kathy Lynn, and they share in a two-part series about the loss of their children. Ugh. And it was very moving. Um, I had had my Kleenex right there, uh, with tears streaming down my cheeks. Um, but it was so, the, their stories are so incredibly powerful. And I even I, I say at the very beginning, like these are difficult stories, but we need to hear them. We mm-hmm. need to hear how a mother's loss. Um, how they're grieving, how the church supports them, what the church can do. And so I, I'm looking forward to these and I, I'm looking forward to, to getting these out there because we need to learn how, how we can support um, uh, parents and family members who, who lose children. And their stories are, are difficult to hear, but there's also so much light and hope that that comes out. Um, these losses were several years ago for both of them and what they've done with their pain and their grief and how now they are working with an organization they, uh, DeAndrea founded called A Memory Grows. And uh, they, they put on these retreats for family members who have lost children. 
And it doesn't matter if it's been a pregnancy loss or an adult child. It doesn't matter if it happened three months ago or 20 years ago. These are remarkable women who care about walking this journey of loss together. And it's powerful stories. And so, um, like I said, it was, it, it was hard, but so, so needed, incredibly mm. needed. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with everyone. Yeah, man, that sounds heavy and, and necessary all at the same time. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. What about you, Melissa? What have you been working on? Yeah, so um, I still have a couple left to, to record, and so I'm excited about um, getting to talk with a child, actually, and hear from the perspective of a child and that per- that child's grown up about what is it like to be a kid um, now, right now, during the year of our Lord 2021, sure. going back <laughs> to school, during COVID, um, before vaccinations are... Um, available for a kid this age, right? What, what is it, what is it like? What is it like in, in this century to be a child? You know, I grew up in the nineties and so it's an early 2000s. So a lot has changed since then. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And so, so I'll, I'll get to talk with them and I'm excited to, to learn more about what it's like uh, to be kid, to be a kid. And then also, um, you know, I, I'm parent of a three-year-old, but um, this child's a little bit older. So thinking about, um, talking with that grown up to um, all of the, the the things that come with um, raising a child uh, in in a school setting, right? Um, mm-hmm. My child is in daycare, so I'll get to learn um, a different perspective there. So that's that's coming down the pipe. Um, I've also gotten to talk with a woman named Anna Skates. She is a um, a child advocate, mm-hmm. and she does a lot. Um, so she she has experience in kids ministry in her lo- in in church um, in in progressive uh, Christian church. She's out of Nashville. Um, she's a creative. She is um, her her kind of like patron saint is Mister Rogers, and so she's awesome. got this like really cool, like updated version of Mr. Rogers going on. She's like all tatted up, like cool hair, you know, but like super, super, super all about the kids, which is really important. You know, as we're thinking about caring for kids, it's mm-hmm. so tempting for us to think about caring for the grownups, right? And resourcing the grownups, which is very important work. But sure. kids have very, like kids are, are full humans now. Yes, um, yes. And though their brains are not fully developed, they're, they're exactly where they're supposed to be now. And it's not like we're waiting for them to be full humans later. And so Mm. she deeply, deeply, deeply cares about childhood development, social and emotional development, um, child, child stages, um, their brain development and meeting them where they are. And uh, so we talked a little bit, we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about Mr. Rogers, of course, (laughs) her story a little bit. Um, Some of the work that she does includes creating um, anti-racism resources so resources for the adults in the home to share with kids, but she also does videos speaking directly to kids like Mr. Rogers did, right? So like yeah, yeah. putting it on their level mm-hmm. 
and um, and speaking directly to the children. She does story time. She's got a great YouTube channel. Um, uh, and she so anti-racism work, um, social and emotional development. She also has a um, subscription box. Um, she, she has established, yeah, yeah. It's really good joy. Um, it's called Otterly. Okay. um, Like the otter O T T E R dot L Y. Um, that's actually the website and it's a Montessori based type of thing for early learners and my three, he'll be three, uh, actually next week. So I'll call him three now. Finn, um, we, we, you know, have, have been able to, we test ran some of the, the stuff before, um, she launched and, and got to get her feedback and we, we, you know, we are subscribers and receive monthly box, you know, just really great stuff. It's been really fantastic for Finn. Um, and it's been lovely to see him like free play with that stuff. So, um, the activities are very open ended. And with that, she includes some like videos to the kids, like here you can play with Miss Anna. And so she's like playing with this stuff alongside this really, really innovative entrepreneurial stuff child advocate just cares mm-hmm. deeply about gentle parenting and equipping um, families to do that well, to raise whole humans and mm-hmm. um, healthy humans and, and really just to, to, to raise, raise them to be everything that they could be um, mm-hmm. and, and focusing on that developmental stage that's appropriate for those kids. So Honestly, like I had to cut our conversation short. I mean, I think I have a feeling you were like that with Leanne. It was just mm-hmm. like I I want to be your friend in real life. So if she's listening to this, yes. like here's my <laughs> official proposal to be friends. Like, she's just the coolest. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So Anna skates. Um, I'm excited for that episode to come out. We talk about resilience and kids and how misunderstood that is. Sometimes we think that resilient, that people gain resilience from experiencing hard things, but we we really develop resilience um, out of having someone to support us in those. And so just a whole different mind shift that she brings to the table. So just really good stuff. That's Um, the church has so much to learn and this is going to be, such a fantastic season. Um, I can't believe it's season three already. That's crazy. I know. We, this is going to empower, like you said, the guardians, but also children's ministers, youth ministers, Mm -hmm. um, pastors. Yeah. Um, And we're, and we're barely scratching the surface, right? So we're talking about these kind of big picture things, right? Like, Oh yeah, let's talk about kids and let's hear from kids and but like we with this season, we didn't even get into the nitty-gritty, right? Mm-hmm. So like with I feel like with every podcast episode that has been aired already, we could do an a, an episode specifically for kids and youth. Sure. On that topic. Right. Absolutely. Or a couple. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) I think about the power of story. That was a, you know, we've we've gotten to tell our stories. What if Mm -hmm. we like listen to how stories impact kids Mm -hmm. and the stories that we tell about kids and the stories that kids get to tell and the stories that they tell themselves, right? Like, like there's so much there. 
um, thinking about, you know, death, right? So you, you interviewed folks who have lost a child. Let's talk next time about, um, how, how to, how to deal with death with a child when a Mm -hmm. child is experiencing the death of a parent or another loved one or a pet, right? These issues are big and real issues. Even if it feels smaller to us, a pet might not be as significant for some it is, mm-hmm. oh, right? Sure. It's their, it's their everything. It, Absolutely. It is, it is everything to them. What about divorce? We talk about care for care for the, the ones who are experiencing the divorce, but what about the kids caught in the crossfire? Yeah. You know? So I think Tough. about like anxiety and mm-hmm. I don't know, what else do you, when, when you think about like, what else could we talk about with kids? <laughs> well, I, I mean, you could even I think there's so much to be discovered even about being a new parent. I mean, that's that's the world mm-hmm. I'm in right now. And wow. so much that I've learned of how I want to care for new parents that mm-hmm. I, that I either wish I had or um I wish that that the church did better or had had a a support system. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean that's that's a whole that's a whole another uh, rabbit trail that we could go down, um, but I mean it's just a huge life event. It's a huge <laughs> figuring out even just even just processing like what does right. it mean to have the title mom? <laughs> I mean that's yeah. you know that's huge. So yeah. um, that's exciting to to think about, and also you know I think we we both have had the experience of having COVID and what that's like as a parent. Um, navigating this world. And right. we've talked a little bit um, uh, on our own about, about the shame that that carries, but that's certainly something that, um, yeah. that many, many guardians are experiencing. Yeah. And even if you haven't had COVID, mm-hmm. parenting during COVID, <laughs> just in yes. general, is its yes. own, like, especially with kids who cannot get vaccinated yet, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't get don't get me started <laughs> when I hear people say, "Well, now that yeah. we're all vaccinated, yeah, actually, no, yeah. we're not, yeah. and not yeah. all of us have access to that." Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. the guardians and the grownups that mm-hmm. that have littles, we're still in the trenches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out what is the safest way to live in this world. Sure. And, um, and you know how, how do you communicate big scary concepts like a virus mm-hmm. that I mean you see you don't know where it is right <laughs> and we know and we know with yeah. child brain development abstract concepts even like like socially distancing can feel abstract right and and a virus mm-hmm. that you can't see they don't start grasping abstract concepts like that until they're ten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what yeah. do you do with that how do you communicate? Sure. How do you communicate this? How do you support kids? How do you help them with their anxiety and processing traumatic events? I think about another thing that I would love to talk about is adverse childhood experiences and how the church can play a role in reducing ACEs um, in our communities. And also, how do we respond to those kids and youth in a trauma-informed way that are at our churches? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you made a comment uh, a couple of weeks ago in a meeting and um, it, it's really stuck with me. <laughs> You're like, oh no, what did I say? Oh no, what did I say? <laughs> you said that at the, about a year and a half ago when the pandemic began, 
we all wore masks and the big push was how do we protect our seniors yep. as in the, the, the implication was that there are most, and I'm talking about senior adults, that the implication was like, there are most vulnerable mm-hmm. and we all masked up. We were all stayed at home. We were all super careful and can't visit grandma and grandpa. We've got to keep them protected. And then you said, and now we are sacrificing our children. We are not protecting our children. Mm-mm. And how how is their – what are they going to think about this in 20 years when they're processing this? Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me. And I'm like, yes, you're so right. I've been chewing on that for a while now and just um, – We're, we're, we're going to have to answer the question someday. Why did you choose – why did you choose this? It was this is an economic choice that our country mm-hmm. made, right? Individuals mm-hmm. at some point, like we don't we don't actually have the power to make that choice. But the way that but the way that we have handled this as a country has been an economic decision to get back to work. So we're going to send these unvaccinated kids back to school no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice that we've made. Yeah, yeah. For the dollar. Yeah, and I. Yeah. I dread the day that I have to talk with Finn about that choice that we made. Yeah. Because he's going to learn about this. My son's going to learn Absolutely. about this. I mean, it's, this is history. Like we are in the middle of, we're making history right now and how we handled this. And I, I pray to God, we, we start learning some lessons as we're, <laughs> as we're going and start to look back on. But um, I, one of the things that Leanne and I talk about um, in our conversation is that we cannot uh, only look for the signs of anxiety mm. in children. We have to wake up and realize our children are living in such anxious times right now. And she mentioned that uh, she mentioned that you know a lot of times we think of a, of a major life stressor in a child's life, and of course it's going to cause anxiety. But every single person that that child is connected to at the church, at the school. Um, the healthcare workers, everyone, this, every place this child's connected, grandparents, if they have them, aunts and uncles, everyone's anxious. Mm-hmm. Everyone's anxious and stressed out. And this is the world that our children are living in right now. And if we do not address this anxiety now, mm-hmm. uh, it will come out 10, right. 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It will manifest. So, and, and in the meantime, it stays in our bodies. So what does it yes. do? To, it's a public health crisis, really, truly. Absolutely. Mental and physical and yeah. And I also think so, so like we can talk about the anxiety and the care for that and also recognize that children see such magic and wonder Mm. in the world at the same time. I am learning how to be amazed by bugs that curl up. (laughs) Right. And just the little things that Finn sees Mm -hmm. that is just so magical. Um, It's a, it's just a beautiful way to perceive the world as their brains are creating neural pathways to encourage that wonder filled type of world where Mm we still believe that there is good. That's the hope, right? That there is still good in this world. And I think we can learn from kids as their brains developing like I get to experience this alongside Finn and and give him tools to see the world not with rose-colored lenses where like he's unaware 
of of the problems in the world, but also still able to see the magic and and the wonder and the mystery of it all. And I think, you know, as we're talking about like spiritual development, even um, that to me is a more beautiful way to equip a child in um in their own relationship with the divine, because what it, what it does then is it gives them tools to play with. And we know mm-hmm. that kids learn through play. So yes. like sparking creativity, sparking curiosity, asking wonder filled questions can be such a beautiful way to care for kids. Um, and I'm finding in the process of me trying to make sure that I'm not screwing it up too much with Finn, <laughs> that, that it's sparking curiosity in me in a different way that is helping me to see the world a little bit more with a little bit more of that, like the spark that I, I know in my head, right? There's a the special spark within it all, but I'm, I'm starting to, because of Finn, I'm starting to be able to see that more. And so I think mm. there's a beautiful conversation that needs to be had about intergenerational spaces and how um, real, real, truly, truly intergenerational spaces in that we're not trying to indoctrinate kids and make them mm-hmm. be little adults, but to mm-hmm. let them lead and to, to recognize that we can learn from them too. And to create spaces in worship that are intentionally intergenerational, um, not we're all going to sit in a pew and you get a, a coloring page, but really and truly embodied and accessible to kids who who may not be able to read the bulletin or the lyrics or can't mm-hmm, read music, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so there's conversations that we still haven't had that we need to in future seasons about intergenerational spaces, accessibility for children. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I have just run across another person that I want to make sure to put on our list for, for our next go around about child liberation theology. Um, there's just so much to talk about that we just Mm -hmm. didn't do this season. I feel like we've uncovered, like it's, it's layers and layers, right? Like Mm -hmm. Shrek, right? Shrek is a, is an onion. You just peel back (laughs) one layer after the other, and there's more to discover and there's more to, to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I'm, I'm so excited. And I think we, we, we also invite those who are listening to send us your ideas. Like, what do you want to learn about? What do you want to hear about? Um, mm-hmm. We are open, open, open for ideas. This is absolutely something that we're doing together. And the beauty of this, we are learning just like you. I mean, we're all learning and growing and we don't have all the answers, but this is really fun to discover together. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about this podcast and the ministry of the caring congregation. Um, we're all learning together. We're all growing together. Um, so exciting times. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we hope people will join us next week as we kick off season three, uh, ministry to, uh, kids and guardians, kids and their caretakers, their parents, Uh, aunts, uncles, anyone that could be surrounding our our young persons um, with care and love. Well, we'll see you next episode, Melissa. All right. (laughs) See ya. Thanks.
Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of The Caring Congregation. Join us next week as we officially kick off Season 3, Care with Children and Their Caregivers and Guardians. It's going to be a great season. We have so much in store for you, and we hope that you'll join us. Also, check out our website, thecaringcongregation.com, for information about our upcoming webinar on October 22nd and 23rd. Also, other information with resources that can help you and your care team. Until then, may God bless you and keep you.